Let's talk about movies. This is Kenny from my brain. If you want to talk movies, well, guess what? We on the same thing. You gotta watch, 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 watch this podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we are pleased to be joined by our friend from the Victims of, Victims of Villains podcast and nonprofit Victims of Villains, Josh Berkey. Josh, thank Hello. you for coming. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, hey. hey. So, Thanks for so, coming, man. Yeah. Uh, it kind of... Floyd from London. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it, it kind of worked out nicely that you were able to join us for today. We were able to do this episode today because today is Giving Tuesday. So we were helping victims raise, fu- raise funds for... Uh, their nonprofit. So, Josh, you want to tell us a little bit about what you do at Victims and Villains? Yeah, so I am. Uh, so, Victims and Villains as a whole is we are a multimedia uh, nonprofit that uh, basically creates content through podcasts, movie reviews, press coverage, um, simply to deconstruct the stigma surrounding mental health and to put educational resources and uh, re- like suicide prevention and like other types of resources into the hands of uh, people that we're talking to, interviewing um, and more. Uh, But we basically use fandoms as a way to talk to people about how their fandoms connect to mental health and use it as a bridge to uh, bring in deeper conversations. Uh, I'm lucky enough to be part of Victims and Villains uh, part of the crew there and we've done a lot of cool things and talked to a lot of cool people with a lot of the the things that victims has done um just with me in the past we we helped with the as a as a show you have to watch this podcast was one of the sponsors of the first uh film festival that victims hosted last this past spring um and we may be, we will probably be doing that again i think was the consensus yeah, was I'm, that i'm sure yeah. we will Yes, um, but I'd be upset it, if we didn't. We just personally, I know I've gotten to meet a lot of cool people through victims, uh, not just Josh, but also other Josh who's been on the show. Um, but also, <laughs> but also, so like we've gotten to sit down with some celebrities at some events we've gone to and talk about mental health and hear their stories. Uh, the saxophone player from the Lost Boys had a very fascinating story um, that I tried to listen to, but I was so distracted by his oily arms. Um, oh, so much oil. So much oil. Like, hold on, hold on. I, Why were his arms oily? Have you seen The Lost Boys? No. Yeah, it's oh, it's man. kind of his signature. Dude, how? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just good just when you when you get when you get done, just look up Lost Boys saxophone scene and and you'll understand. No, 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 no. Don't do that because he's gonna think that, he's gonna think that the whole plot <laughs> surrounds him for some reason. It's a musical or something around Oily Arms Man. It, it might be, you know. No, it might it's, be. I'll it's, never it's know. Not, it's not. Don't don't do this. Moving on. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Josh, what are some of the things that um, victims is raising money for right now? So the primary, our primary focus for Giving Tuesday this year is to raise money for uh, not only some of our um, nonprofit costs, but also uh, our events. 
uh, for next year as far as traveling and food goes because uh well it, it takes a lot of money to 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 do uh some of the things that we do and uh so that's basically we're kind of offsetting some of our uh expenses for next year um to be able to continue to get mental health resources into uh film festivals conventions churches and hopefully after school programs as well next year awesome uh for some reason our chat commands are not working so if give me a second here i'm going to share the link in our twitch chat um yeah, yeah i literally somebody... have it open now so i can donate the yes. second the link gets there uh yeah so it is in our twitch chat i'm going to share it to our facebook chat as well um what is the high ground command mean? It's supposed to it's supposed to say uh, you have the uh, it's over. You have to watch this podcast, and that's how I test it usually, and it works. But <laughs> by the way, I love the the picture that you chose for this, the little Groot. Well done. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I... <laughs> I was like, right. what's something that's nerdy and uh, something that also uh, captures the heart of this campaign that we're we're doing this Tuesday. It's it's yeah. right in that intersection. It's perfect. Baby Groot. And I was like, yes. Um, okay. So the, the link is in our Facebook and Twitch chat. So if you want to donate there, if you're listening to the podcast, it'll also be in the show notes. So even if you're, if it's past Tuesday, feel free to donate. Uh, the, mon- the money will help us do a lot of fun and exciting things uh, with victims in the future. Um, just coming up, I know, or I believe we're doing Creature Feature again in March. Is that the, is that? There so uh, hopefully we'll be getting an interview with uh, Doug, Doug Jones. Jones. Doug Jones. <laughs> um, so, uh, and if you haven't, go ahead and follow Victims of Villains on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch occasionally. <laughs> yeah, we're we might be. I don't know. We're we're figuring out Twitch is kind so, of our, so, our subscribe our to you subscribe to the YouTube twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, and. I, I want to plug this out there too, like if if just in case you guys believe in the mission, and want to support us, uh, in terms of like a financial, financially once a month instead of just a one time donation, uh, consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com for slash Victims and Villains. I I know the host of the Patreon podcast, and uh, he's pretty. I cool. do too. Yeah, <laughs> he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, and I think it, it's me. Uh, he's he's alright. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Uh, and we have some fun things that were planned for November that got pushed back because of illnesses. But we uh, have a lot of fun on there talking about movies that uh, don't get the, a lot of attention that they they probably should or maybe shouldn't deserve, get. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of B movies. I know Devin and Ryan were on a few months ago talking about yoga hosers with me. Mm. So uh, a, delight. a lot of fun things happening there on Patreon. So yes, check that out as well. Um, but without further ado, I want to get into the first part of our show before we get into the uh, the the Power Rangersness of it all, and briefly go over our segment. We watch this, where we talk about things that we watched over the past week that we want to share with everyone and give our brief opinions on, and try to convince everyone else to watch them. So, Josh, since you're the guest, we're gonna let you go first and talk about uh, what you watched. So I watched a documentary, uh, well, I guess it's a docu-series on Netflix called uh, Pepsi, Where Is 
my where's my jet? Basically, the premise of this this docu series is about uh, when back when Pepsi ran their like drink Pepsi uh, get swag campaign. I don't know if that's the exact term it's called, but basically, like you you could like drink Pepsi and then like get like hats, sunglasses. Well, so to to advertise for it, what they did is they said for uh, seventy. I think it was uh, 7 million points, you could have a Harrier jet. And so uh, it tells the story of this kid that actually, like, took it to court, uh, like, got, like, five years back and forth, and they uh, basically tried to uh, sue Pepsi to get this Harrier jet because Pepsi thought they were joking. There was, like, no mis... There was, like, no... um, fine print about this it's it it's a really awesome underdog story it's a really fascinating piece on how the strangeness of life connects people together that normally would be connected together uh and it's just a really crazy story that i don't remember happening from the 90s but i was my wife and i we sat down to watch one episode saturday night and we were just enthralled we watched it all in one sitting it's like it's it's like two hours and some change. It's it's a solid watch, though. I saw the first episode of this. The editing in it is phenomenal. The story is, is so really, good. Oh, it's so good. And I have to ask, not to spoil it, but was the Harrier jet the friends we made along the way? Is that how this ends? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. I may not finish it. I'll it's, finish. Uh... it's fun. <laughs> It's. I, I will say that the like. Uh, I, I was kind of like it's. It's really good up to like the last like, fifteen twenty minutes of like the last episode. Okay. Um. But other than that, it's it's a it's a really solid watch. I mean, I'm having fun with it. That's good. I think you'll like enjoy it then. Um, Ryan, you also had something on Netflix. Yes. Um, Inside Job. Uh, the animated show that's on Netflix uh, came out with uh, part two, basically season two, but they call them parts. So last season mm-hmm. was part one. Um, and it, it last year I talked about it after, uh, after, uh, after part one came out, the show is basically let's take a bunch of conspiracy theories and have the deep state be a real thing and make fun of it. And it is a show that is purpose that is purpose built for me and my humor um, and this season takes it even further. And I would have to say that episode five of season two is a show is an episode of this show that I would have personally written. That's amazing. So if anyone <laughs> is even remotely interested in this show and wants to know a bit about like how I feel about some things, episode five of season two of Inside Job. It is amazing but it's only eight episodes for the season i've already finished it in two days um and it's set up for season three and i cannot wait can i hop in just on that episode because i want to know how you feel about some things but i don't want to talk to you (laughs) (laughs) um honestly just yeah i mean you can just know that you're like a season and a half into the show so there's yeah so like you're just gonna have to kind of take you know take 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 
take the characters for who they are in that episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. They actually uh, so in the first season, it's more just the main characters like Deep State Corporation that that they work for, mm-hmm. and they touch at like the lizard people and like the Illuminati and like some wow. other like global things. This season. Um, they've added in uh, the insane clown posse fan base as part of the organizations that rule the world. Um, and they have the Illuminati are, are more of a thing this season. In fact, the main character and a Illuminati employee spark up a uh, spark up a uh, spark up a relationship that um, almost made me cry at the end of the season. How that ended, <laughs> to be honest. Wow. It's it's a really it it's a really good show overall. But like I said, season episode episode five, season two. As far as I'm concerned, that's the highlight of this entire show. <laughs> okay. Um, breaking away from Netflix a little bit, Devin, you said you watched some things. Uh, I did. Going over to Apple TV Plus, uh, you yep. watched Spirited. Did watch Spirited. It looks like I'm not alone in watching Spirited either. Well, I know Josh oh, has a I... jo- Josh has a story about seeing Spirited. Hold on, you have to tell me your story about hearing or about watching Spirited before I I say anything about it. Yeah. So Regal, I don't know if they do this over in in London. Regal, uh, the, every couple months they'll do this thing called Mystery Movie Monday. We pay five dollars. They don't tell you what it is. They don't advertise it. You Whoa. just go in completely blind, and I was like, I was sure that it was going to be um, uh, the Fables Men. So, like, I was telling Alan about this, and I was like, I think I'm going to go see this. And it ended up actually being Spirited. Um, what a they, they They gave a uh, a wrong the wrong runtime to overthrow people in the app. Um, and, uh, okay. yeah, so I got to see this on the big screen. It was a, It was a lot of fun. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, so that's it. This is a lot of fun. So basically what this is, is it's the the standard Christmas carol story of somebody who's been just the worst being visited by three ghosts, but it's told from the perspective of the ghosts, and the ghosts have a whole corporation built around just doing this year on year for a different jerk every single year and redeeming them. And it's such a clever, funny take. I don't know that I could sing to you any of the songs. Um <laughs> I think there's one called Good Afternoon. I think I remember hey, that one. That... Hey, language. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a family podcast. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, no. It, it was a lot of fun. And if you just go into it expecting a fun Christmassy movie, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I don't think it was the best. It might not make it my like rotation of yearly Christmas movies, but I don't regret watching it. What about like every like other Christmas, like a bi Christmas like yearly movie? Yeah, yeah. I think any time I remember that Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell did that Mia challenge on TikTok, any time I remember that happening, I'll go back and watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, just from looking at this poster, I can't tell which one's which. But I, Ryan Reynolds is the is the Scrooge of the story, right? And Will Ferrell's Will Ferrell's the ghost. Okay, that's what I thought. From a certain point of view. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, just put it that way. Okay. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, 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 the plot is very cool. Like, they put effort okay. into it, and I like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing on Devin's list is something that I also watched, so we're going to uh, 
cross the streams there a little bit and, and uh, go to Disney Plus. Talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Because I was like, this is fantastic. I loved every second of this. Devin, what did you think? It was wonderful. It was great. I mean, I don't know what happened that like my Saturday was filled with, with uh, Christmas cheer. But I just needed to watch both of these in a row. And it was so fun. It Again, this is another thing where like, it's just fun. Don't think about it too hard. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I, mean, I, I liked... I, I liked the animation that they brought into this. I thought that was something different that I've never seen James Gunn do before. And I really I liked that as the flashback because it didn't mm-hmm. feel like it undid Yondu's death from volume two. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a flashback, so it's not going to. So right. it was a fun way to bring back Yondu for one more little thing and pay tribute to the Star Wars holiday special with an animation animated segment. Um, was that what that was? Was intentionally paying tribute I, to that? I feel like it what had to I'm, be. Yeah, that's, that's how that's how I choose to interpret it. Ryan, what, uh, do you have any interest in this at all? I didn't. <laughs> do you, wait, do you now? Uh, maybe Please. a little. Okay. maybe a little click more than I did before. I, okay. I, okay. <laughs> Ryan, what's your opinion of GoBots? <laughs> what are GoBots? They are the Marvel ripoff of the Transformers from the 80s. If you have to ask, never mind. I just thought yeah, because, because you're a child of the 80s, you might know GoBots. That was um, a fun fun part, though. I really yes. did appreciate that. Uh, how do you feel about Kevin Bacon? Because there's a lot of Kevin Bacon. Mm. Okay, that might change things. Okay. I mean, if, you, if, you're looking, hero. if you're looking at the poster we have on the screen there, that's Kevin Bacon in the snow globe. So... Um, okay. the whole the whole thing is just Drax and Mantis going to Earth to kidnap Kevin Bacon to give to Peter Quill for, for Christmas I think it's the oh most screen God. time we've ever had for Mantis Did you it guys, is did you guys yeah. like that I feel like being an outsider yeah. of not seeing this I feel like the only reason why they brought Kevin Bacon into it granted I get it Quill 80s how old he is yeah. them going back and getting him makes total sense but I feel like Disney wanted to make sure that the whole cast fit into the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. No. Five I feel like that's why they did this. They all make sure really that the whole they are, cast, like is connected. They all already did because Kevin Bacon's been in other James Gunn's things like super. And there's a lot of crossover there with, so yeah, it's, it, I don't think, I don't think Disney's, I don't think James Gunn is looking at casting like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to help the Kevin Bacon game and add him to the next <laughs> I wasn't. Um, I wasn't being serious. That was my I attempt know. at a joke, and you're just sticking uh, pins in it. You're just sticking. Yes. <laughs> Fine, I left. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, it's worth checking out. Uh, check out Victims and Villains eventually for my full thoughts with Josh, my fellow cor- Marvel correspondent. Uh, once we figure out when we're going to record that. Uh, and finally, my pick for the week is Wednesday on Netflix that I did not watch on Wednesday. I started on oh. Friday. Um, but I'm about five episodes into this, and it's really fun. It's different. Uh, they do a lot of fun things with the Adams Family lore, and they they change some things. But for the story they're trying to tell, it works. I've... Um, 
I'm I'm a big Adams Family fan. I haven't mm -hmm. I haven't had the chance to sit down and watch this yet, but from what I've like seen from like TikTokers and like other mm -hmm. YouTubers, uh, they say that it's kind of has this like Harry Potter almost quality to it. Oh. Um, I mean, yeah, because she goes off to like a school for misfits, and misfits in this world means like werewolves and sirens and. <sighs> Um, oh weird Medusa whatever Medusa was like snake hair things um, yeah just say Medusa yeah yeah. Um, but like so the one thing they do change is like Wednesday starts getting visions which is like visions of the future which is something that isn't really in lore but at the same time Adam's family like has a they have a they have thing that just walks around with no explanation. So there's always been a little bit of a supernatural element to the Adam's family. They just haven't really explored it that much. And this one plays with that a little bit. But they've also never had her age past like 12. Exactly. This is also the first time that they're like, "Oh, hey, like, you know, maybe she's like uh she is supernatural." So like uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to to watch it now. Uh, Tim Burton's behind it, along with the creators of Smallville. So as soon as I saw their names on this, like, okay, I'm in. Um, <laughs> but it for like a, it's like a better version of Riverdale, <laughs> or oh, whatever ri okay. whatever Riverdale has become. Like, there's that teenage melodrama, but there's also a good mystery at the heart of it. Christina Ricci's in this, not playing Wednesday Adams, but it's nice to have her wow. there just to like support the passing of the torch. Uh, I want to make sure I get the actress's name right before I say it. Um, but the actress who plays Wednesday does Jenna a really Ortega. good job. Uh, that's what I thought. Jenna Ortega does a great job <laughs> of uh, playing the character. It's the same way, like personality wise, she's the same Wednesday Adams you always know. Uh, she has a moment in here that the internet is like loving where she does a whole dance number that she choreographed by herself and it's phenomenal. It's very well it done. Um, so oh, you haven't seen the show, but you saw that. <laughs> Look, someone, someone took the, the chorus of my chemical romance as Helena and dumped it over that scene. And of it's course they fantastic. Did. <laughs> uh, to, you have to send that to me after the show. Cause I want to see that. Um, uh, let me see if I can find it. But yeah, it, it's it's the best thing Tim Burton's done in a long time. So, which isn't saying much, but hey, it's a win for Tim Burton. So, I uh, I also I didn't realize that um that the the creators behind Smallville were in it. Now I kind of yeah. really want to watch it. They, they they are the executive producers on it. So, uh, along with Tim Burton, so it 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 has that small town feel that Smallville has and like the, the they do a good job of balancing the characters. So even the side characters get some development outside of just Wednesday. So um, now I also want to throw this out there cause I feel like Devin would appreciate this. Uncle okay. Fester in this show is played by Fred Artemisen. Oh, yep. All right. Sold. You got me back. Which, I, I'm going on a roller coaster with this because I, I was like, oh, Wednesday, it's a good show. I'm like, I'll watch it. And then you're like, yeah, but she goes to a magic school. And I'm like, I'm yes. not watching it. Catherine and then you're like, yeah, but it's fun. And I'm like, I'll watch it. And you're like, but it's like Riverdale. I'm like, I'm not watching it. Morticia so is played back on. Morticia is played by Catherine Zeta Jones. All right, back. And yep. Gomez is played by Louise Guzman. Aww. 
Are which, they in it a lot if she goes to magic school? They they have a full episode of the, where they come back for parents weekend. They're in the first episode uh, and then they come back a few episodes later. That's um, fun. Okay. And there's a lot of thing. I've seen a lot of behind the scenes pictures of how they did thing and it's very interesting. Okay. Cuz it's just a guy, it, it's just like a guy sitting on a skateboard like moving his hand across the floor in like a blue suit so they can chroma key him out. It's it's amazing. Wow. Um because it's not often that I'm like appreciating a special effect so much where I'm like, I, I really want to know what it was like behind the scenes. And then I saw like Netflix themselves have shared the behind the scenes <laughs> pics of thing and they're wonderful. So, cool. um, yeah. On that note, let's get into today's main topic. Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Now, before we get into this too much, uh, we do have Josh here for Giving Tuesday. So if you're just joining us, uh, we are raising money today for Victims and Villains, a nonprofit that promotes mental health and suicide prevention through pop culture. Uh, and the reason we are doing that today is because of the, the passing of Jason David Frank, uh, better known as Tommy Oliver, the Green Ranger, the White Ranger, the Red Ranger, the Red Turbo Ranger, uh, and Black Dino Thunder, but we don't need to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> um, Jason David Frank committed suicide a few, a few two weeks ago um and i wanted to have this conversation today on giving tuesday to help not only help raise funds for victims of violence but also just have a conversation about mental health um because this celebrity death in particular has hit me pretty hard and i think it's because of the suicide angle of everything um Suicide is a hundred percent. All all deaths by suicide are a hundred percent preventable. Um, it is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And if you or anyone you love is struggling, reach out uh, to anyone, friends, family. Uh, dial if you're in the United States. Dial nine eight eight. Visit victims and villains. Um, we'd much rather reach out to us. We'd much rather have you here than hear that you're not here anymore. Um, you, anyone else have anything to say? Uh, I just out of curiosity, has like anyone else on the call like actually lost anyone to suicide? Um, to remain, uh, to to have a sense of anonymity here, uh, a family member of mine. Once every couple of years, try or attempt suicide, and it's always incredibly heartbreaking, uh, to the point where that person's been in and out of the hospital, in and out of institutions for it, and it's so heartbreaking because it's, it, it's what you had mentioned, Alan, where it's it's preventable, and it's you know it, it it's something that you know you can't help but at least from this end feel like, well, what didn't I do, and what what am I not providing? So it you know it affects every single person in your life. And, it's never, never, never the answer. And it, it's so heartbreaking to hear it continually cropping up. So, I mean, just knowing that resources are out there. If you're in the UK, by the way, the hotline is 116123 um, for suicide prevention. Please reach out and talk to somebody. I mean, especially the person that I know is, is what happens is they wall themselves off for a couple of months. They get in their own head. They won't reach out. They won't talk to anybody. And, and sometimes, you know, I, I heard that one time I literally called this person while they were 
in a position to do something very drastic. And they said that my call was the one thing that stopped them from doing it. Mm. So it's, it's something that's important. Please reach out. Please talk to somebody. So the reason that I bring it up is because that's, that's how I got started in doing mental health advocacy was I actually lost a friend to suicide and Alan, what you had talked about it, with you know celebrity deaths, like I feel like they hit hard, like already. Like if you're a fan of that person's work, like I was, I was, I was devastated when Wes Craven died. It, uh, you know, earlier this month we lost Kevin Conroy. It, it hit hard, but when you have deaths along the lines of uh, Jason David Frank, uh, Chester Bennington, Robin Williams, etc., those deaths hit harder because it's suicide losing someone to suicide is one of the worst feelings that you can ever do especially if you're like if you know the person and you're like man like what could i have i've said like uh what could i've done differently you know uh should i have like made more of an effort to like text or call um you know you really start questioning your relationship with that person and like the, the motivation that you've had and uh, you know, Devin, you bring up like, uh, you bring up the subject of attempted suicide. You know, we talk a lot about, um, you know, just to kind of put this in perspective of like why something like victims and villains is needed. Um, uh, as in the year 2020, there were 45,979 deaths that occurred. That boils down to roughly 125 suicides uh, a day and for every successful suicide that takes place there are 26 more being attempted um every four percent of every uh four percent of, of adults here in america have reported having suicidal thoughts and as alan said suicide is 100 percent preventable there are resources out there uh, and the resources are not just uh broad uh like the suicide prevention hotline but um they are special specialized resources like the Trevor Project for the LGBTQIA plus community, the Veterans Hotline for uh, veterans to talk to other veterans, uh, and uh, you know resources for uh, individuals that are going through uh, uh, trans. The Trans Lifeline is is one eight seven seven six five six eighty eight sixty. Uh, teenagers, uh, the Teenage Suicide Hotline is 1-800-852-8336. Um, there's a postpartum depression hotline for 1-800-944-4773. And there's so much more on, on, on the Victims and Villains website. It's victimsandvillains.net forward slash hope, uh, where you guys can find all of these resources, education, and more. Yeah, and... If you can, I, I know we're like on the brink of a recession, but if you if you have the means to donate, please do. Uh, it will help us get um, not only resources to people, but also have the conversations about mental health with celebrities. Uh, in the back of my mind, I always like Jason David Frank was one of the gets I wanted to do at a convention with you, Josh. And uh breaks my heart that we'll never get to i'll never he's one of the rangers i'll never get to meet i met blue red black and yellow but i i'll never get to meet the green and white ranger so 
Here's hoping the, that I here's hoping I'll still get to meet the Pink Ranger someday. Um, I have met the Pink Ranger, and it is from this movie. She's a sweetheart, Catherine Sutherland. Catherine yeah. Sutherland is absolute treasure. Um, not my Pink Ranger though. Uh, we'll get in, <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, so putting that aside, Ryan, do you have anything that you wanted to add? You guys covered it um, okay. uh, pretty well. I mean, I personally, the closest this has ever affected me was someone that was in my graduating class back when back when I was a sophomore in high school. I didn't mm-hmm. know the kid, unfortunately. You know, I didn't know him, but you know, fortunately, <laughs> that's the only connection I have with with this so far. Um, and I say so far because. It's something that we're going to continue to fight. It's something that is going to be, that's probably going to be something that we're going to be fighting for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's something that it's one of those topics that even though some people probably don't want to hear it, it needs to be talked about more. Yeah. And that's why we're here. Um, all right. So let's get into the show proper. Today we are talking about <sighs> Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Uh, And if you listen to our Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie episode from a few months ago, uh, I tease this very heavily because there's a lot that I wanted to talk about about this. So now that we've had most of the serious conversation out of the way uh, and I want I want to spend time treating this as a regular episode and a tribute to Jason, the late Jason David Frank, um, so this is the movie that I grew up with. I watched Power Rangers from Mighty Morphin through about halfway through Lost Galaxy. So up until like 2000, I was watching Power Rangers. So I, I remember seeing Turbo A Power Rangers movie in theaters. Uh, Ryan and Josh, Damn. I know you had both seen this. Uh, Devin, you had not. Josh, what's your history with Turbo A Power Rangers movie? Oh, I saw this in theaters. This was probably one of the first movies I walked out of in theaters because <laughs> for some reason, it's not that about the quality. Uh, for some reason, the the Phantom, like when they get on the boat, like that sequence with the monsters, for some reason, it just freaked me out. Uh, so I was like, Dad, I, I, I can't be here anymore. Like, it's just too weird. It's too scary. Let's go. And then I rewatched this as an adult, and I was like, man... Don't do drugs. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Ryan I, I know you, uh, last week we were talking about this a little bit, and you were looking up photos from this. You're like, oh, my God, it's this movie? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is your history with Turbo, a Power Rangers movie? Uh, I had the option of seeing it in theaters, but I was at the age where I was like, even though I was at, like, I had the option of seeing this movie. I would, but unfortunately, I was at the age where it was one of those things where it's like I would secretly watch it but not tell anyone because I didn't want to tell anyone I was still watching Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bypassed the opportunity to actually see it in theaters, but I got the VHS as soon as it came out. And I remember watching this not as much as the first one, not as much as the first movie, mm-hmm. but... Uh, but um, enough that I would be driving, that my dad would be driving, I'd be in the back seat, and I would point out cars and go, that one looks like this one, this one looks like that one, to like to, to, to the different Zords. So, okay, yeah. 
Okay, now Devin, give us for anyone who's catching up at home, this give us great. a brief, 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 brief overview of your history with the Power Rangers. I okay. So first off, as a lad, I loved the Power Rangers, the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I they were they were my jam. Every single time I would watch an episode, it would get me so jazzed. I would run over to my little sister and punch her or like kick her or do something that I saw the Power Rangers do on the screen. I was so pumped. My parents, seeing this as my reaction, bought me a big inflatable Power Ranger thing and told them or told me, okay, after you watch Power Rangers, that's what you go hit. And it didn't work. It didn't. It didn't move like like the right way or whatever. So I eventually got banned from watching Power Rangers completely. I never. You were the same. Oh yeah. For the same reason. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So for that reason, I never got to Turbo. I never watched anything. I never watched the original movie. All I watched was like a few episodes on TV a couple of times, and that's it. I was aware vaguely that the Power Rangers change into different looking Power Rangers. I know that like there's a Japan only exclusive version of them where they're trained Power Rangers. Um, and I know that like there's dinosaur versions of them, but like I I didn't know anything about Turbo at all okay. going into this. Okay. So that leads me to my next question for you, Devin. Since this was your first time watching it, what did you think? <laughs> Uh, what did Turbo. I watch? What was this movie? Hold on. <laughs> I no, hold on. I okay. It opens drugs. It, uh, yeah. oh, it it opens with a Star Wars text crawl, which like fine, you got to give us exposition somehow, and then it starts in like Middle Earth, and there's like a I, I I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for like the whole intro sequence, and then like, uh, all right. This is these are my these are my like final distilled thoughts here. The first movie did everything it could to convince you that the Power Rangers are actually cool guys. We got all this licensed music. Look at them diving out of an airplane. And this one, their introduction is, oh look, the blue one broke his back somehow. Don't question the physics. The power did not protect Rocky's he spine. He landed on his back flying out of a ring. How do you After mean? After completing a roundhouse kick. I'm with Ryan. No, it didn't make any sense. He, like, completed a roundhouse kick and then was eight feet to the right on the floor somehow. No. He, 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 he jumped to kick and missed, went over the ropes and landed on his back. I'm sorry, but you're going to be very prone to back injury if you land on your back outside of a pro wrestling style ring, which is what that, that was. Okay, that that's yeah. fair. But how what? they choose to frame these kids in this movie is look at how fragile and stupid they are. Not look at them diving out of an airplane. Well, I mean, they're showing that they're human outside of their suits. True. True that. Uh, I also want to throw this out there as well that uh, your opening crawl comment. And I just watched Mighty Morphin on Friday night because we did a we did a watch party over on our Discord. Oh yeah, and uh, that opens up on a, that Mighty Morphin opens up on a on a crawl too. Oh, does it? Yeah. I it's, forgot about the crawl. It's it's not even a crawl. Like it doesn't even crawl. It's just text on screen with um, yeah, fair. The the alien woman who protects the Zor the ninja zords. Uh, yeah. talking. It's not even Zordon. Yeah, I wish I could remember her name. 
Who was Dul- narrating Dul- this Dulcia? one? Dulcia? It was Zordon. It was yeah, Dulcia. Yeah, Dulcia, Dulcia. Zordon narrates this one, though. I'm happy you know yeah. the names of these people, Alan. This makes me... This is why I'm so this happy to be talking thing. to you about this. I know, I love this it. This is his thing. It's just like if we do the Ninja Turtles, I'm the one we talk to. I'm the one we talk to. Um, yeah, so th- there is a big difference in style here from the first movie. Um, because the main difference between this movie and the first one is this one is in continuity to the show. The other one is not. Okay. The other one takes place in its own universe for for reasons. Uh, and that's part of the reason you'll never see Ivan Ooze in anything Power Rangers again, is because technically he's owned by Disney now. Uh, yeah. Are you going to – I was going to ask, are you going to talk about uh, how they, they basically did a low-budget reboot of the movie in the show to fit it into continuity? What? For the, for the first one? Yeah. Oh yeah, the first one. Yeah, well, I'm not going to talk about that so much. So, but but yeah, the first one they did, they retold the story of them getting the ninja swords in the show. So you can like the movie itself is not continuity. Uh, so they have to go out and find ninja and get the ninja swords through him, and it's a whole other thing. So you get to see them get the ninja swords twice if you follow like, if you watch the movie and the show. And it's not Ivan Ooze; it's like Frederick Goop. Or something. It's not even I, Ivan Ooze doesn't even exist. They're still fighting Rita and Zed at that point. So hold on. Okay. Y'all have to slow down with me for a second. Yes. This wasn't Rita in this movie. No. Are no, we that sure? Not... What? Well, 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 makes a cameo. Yeah, Rita has a cameo. She makes a cameo. How did I miss the Rita cameo? Uh, no, Diva talks. Diva talks calls her and says, "Hey, like, how am I supposed to handle the Power Rangers?" And she's like, "Oh, if I knew the if I knew how to do the Power Rangers, do you think I would be listening to this?" And then like goes yeah. to a uh, Lord Zed that's Zed. snoring, and then like has like uh, an eye, eye mask. Yeah, an oh, eye mask. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because Comfort, comedy in 1996, or I guess it was 97. So, yeah. So no, that was the main villain of this is not Rita Repulsa. Okay, got it. Because she's like. Diet Rita Repulsa. Is that weird for me to say? Like, she felt look, very similar. Look. Well, I mean, that's all those evil villains were in those shows. They were all over the top, like, cartoon characters. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Diva talks, and I know this is a, I know this is a family-friendly show, but I'm just hmm. going to say it. Diva talks was a sexual awakening for me. <laughs> okay, here. Uh, I'll put it this way. When I was watching this this time, I I I figured out why my dad didn't mind me watching these movies so much. <laughs> yeah, her costume was straight up for the dads. Like there oh, was 100%. no not need to show that much cleavage in her costume. It made no sense for her character. No, it, it, it made dads. I mean, perfect sense for her character. What are you talking, Devin? About? Do me a favor. Look up yeah. a picture of Rita Repulsa right now, like from the original show, and tell me what's wrong with her costume, because. Hers is a little bit more cartoony, but she has she has issues in that area as well. E- uh, equal as well, yeah. Yes. Uh, as far as uh, uh, oh, yeah. learning things about ourselves in this movie, um, I will say there's another villain in here, or a brief appearance of a villain, or a brief villainous role in here that I like, and it's uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> Is it, so. is it face yeah. guy? I know which one you're talking about, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so Josh and Ryan, since you guys have re- rewatched this, what are your opinions of this movie in 2022 outside of the Diva Talks costume stuff? <laughs> it's 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 honestly about as awkward um as as me going back and occasionally watching like the first couple seasons of the Ninja Turtles like 90s show. Mm-hmm. Like like there are times when I'm watching this, I'm going, hang on a second. Well, what just happened? And I'll rewind it. And I'll go, well, that was a big jump. Of, uh, that was a big jump in logic. I'll just go with it. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a decent kids movie from the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how I took it again. Don't do drugs. I'm going to, I, I totally agree with that statement for this movie. <laughs> Uh, I, I rewatched this movie a few years ago because like I, I did a deep dive during the Power Rangers and I, I, I hated that. But for this viewing, like something just clicked where I was like, this, this this camp is just on point. It's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's such a WTF moment that I'm like, this is Mm -hmm. why I loved the nineties and the early two thousands because like, you never know what you were going to get. And like. Uh, Ryan just said, like, this is this is an adequate kids movie. Like, it, it knows its audience. It knows who it's trying to go for. And and it just, it goes all in. Like, the actress that plays Divatox is campy as heck. And she just absolutely nails every aspect of this character because yeah. of that. I mean, she yeah. knew what she was doing. There was no, like, questioning. Like, she's not, like, I'm going to play a deeply complex bad guy. She's like, I'm going to be a cartoon character in human form and crushes it. Yeah. She was like her and her acting in the villain scenes are like the best part of this movie for me, I think. Yeah. And um, I also had a, uh, a, a a bit of a connection rewatching it again this time. I'm like, she's familiar. I've seen her some I've seen her somewhere else. And I, I it, Devin, you're going to find this hysterical. She plays a she guest stars or is a character in an episode of star trek deep space nine where she plays a genetically altered um human who is extremely intelligent that's where the you know alterations took place when Mm -hmm. you know during the uh uh when she was a kid but she's but her character is over-sexualized, and that's why her character is, like, in an institution to get help. And so it was really funny when I figured that out, because, like, oh, of course she'd be fine wearing that. But still, anyway, to keep on going. Yeah. Wow. Apparently, uh, so the here's another connection for you, too. So her name, the actress's name is actually uh, Hilary Shepard, and she also has... Uh, she's also done... Uh, guests like small roles in um done small roles in um the adams family uh reunion uh, which was straight to video shortly after this and probably her most famous role uh on her list is 40 year old virgin oh wow okay yeah um so speaking of the cast uh in additions to the cast um I want to talk a bit about Justin, the Blue Ranger. The new one? Yes. Well, for, before we get into that, Devin, did you find the pictures of Rita I was talking about? I did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. That's that's annoying. Yeah. 
it's it's more Madonna if Madonna was a monster on Big Mouth. Yes. Um, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, no. so, yeah. So, one thing this movie does that mostly was for, hey, we need, to, we need kids to stay invested in Power Rangers. Let's make a kid a Power Ranger. So, Justin learns the secret identities of the Power Rangers, and Zordon's best best uh reaction to that he's like you know what kid we got one down you're gonna you're gonna fill in for us and they put a ryan how old were you when this movie came out in uh 97 97 i would have been yeah 13 turning 13 that june uh blake foster who plays justin was born the same year as you so imagine you (laughs) 13 as a Power Ranger. <laughs> I was a sickly kid at that point. <laughs> and Zordon would have probably put you in anyway. like, Or he would have found one of your classmates to be your replacement. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. The only thing that bothered me, I don't care that you throw a kid in, fine. I saw it coming from the second he was under the bed. Uh, do, the, do the Power Ranger suits make you all the same height? No. Yes. It's like no. It, yes. Because no. it hundred I mean, percent did for him. Apparently, in this way, it does. <laughs> well, okay. So let, let's think about what we're talking about here for a second. They have to morph. Okay, so it's not just okay. them putting in a suit. They're morphing into these warriors. So it would make sense that a thirteen-year-old, when he has, sometimes when he has the the, when he when I guess if he has the helmet on, he can turn into a full-sized adult. Uh, that but would have been hysterical if he would have taken off his helmet and he still had the same little kid head. He just looks like one oh. of the shrunken heads from Beetlejuice. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, look. I cut you off there. That is just I had that flash in my head. F that kid because he lived every one of my fantasies. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying what we're all thinking. It's true. It's true. Yeah. We all wanted to be the, the Power Ranger at that, kid, yeah, at that stage. If you watch, if you watch some of the episodes, um, and when they do the morph, you'll you'll you know you'll clearly see, depending on how how they do the transition, that the body outline of like those like super tight like costumes the body type is completely different than what the actor's body types are. And it's because it's the stuntmen in it. It's the stuntmen and women that are in the costumes. And, and not even that, some of the footage in the early, early show Mm -hmm. is straight from the show from Japan. So like, not even just the early, early show, they're still doing that to, to an extent, I think. What? Oh yeah. Uh, I I mean, the show was still on in Japan. Oh oh, yeah. Super Super Sentai is still going. I don't know how okay. much I don't know how much footage they're still using, but they're using the same costumes and adapting things a lot still. Because I know yeah. a few years ago when they had they had a like a super this I think it was Super Mega Force, they had a, like every team of Power Rangers show up, and they had stuntmen. Like the 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 Japanese version was a lot was a lot, and then they tried to recreate <laughs> it with as many of the American actors as they could, and they got like twelve. Oh. <laughs> But Jason David Frank was right there at the front front of the line because he Aww. was such a big part of this. Like this, Turbo was his last run, a, a last Ranger in the original run that he did. Oh. He did come back later as the Black Dino Thunder Ranger. 
when Tommy Oliver was a perf- like a, a paleontologist, archaeologist, something like that. Yeah. Um, but um, there's a lot that I have to talk about with this movie. I'm so um, excited! Please, please, so that, please tell before, me before before we move on to the movie itself, I want Devin, since you're you are new to these Power Ranger films, is yes. there anything in this one that you think did it, they did better here? than they did in Mighty Morphin movie. Okay. Is there anything you think Not... they did worse? Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll call out one scene in particular that encapsulates both the things. And for me, that's the Megazord fight. Okay. The Megazord uh... fight looks much, much, much better in this movie. Mm-hmm. The Megazord design looks much, much, much worse in this movie. The whole okay. time, I was like, he's got such wee little arms. Look at his baby arms. That's because it's a Honda CRX. I, mean, I there's know. No Why way to, <laughs> there's no way to make a Honda CRX any bigger than what it already is. Oh. Now, now, Ryan, you, you told yes. me you did some research on the Zords, and you have their actual vehicle. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I'll do this real quick. So I wanted to look up to see if these cars were based off of, like, real vehicles or if they were, like, a construct of, like, different types. They were all modeled off of individual vehicles. So Red Lightning was a Pontiac Ferrero, those vehicles that were very popular for catching on fire that were made in the late 80s, Um, which is why I found that one funny because it's, like, you know – like red lightning and the model that this thing's based off of actually like 580 of these vehicles that are produced actually caught on fire. <laughs> um, uh, the blue one is a Ford F uh, is a Ford F series pickup truck. Um, the minivan is a Chevy Astro van. Uh, Dune star is a Suzuki Ginny uh, 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 SUV. Um, and the uh, Wind Chaser, the Pink Ranger, is a Honda CRX, which is one of my favorite import Honda vehicles. Um, but yeah, so that's what they are. So th- they're all actually modeled after real vehicles and not just like, hey, this one, we just need a one that looks like a sports car. It was just designed a sports car. Like these are all based off of real vehicles. Now, hold on. For, as Okay. As somebody on the outside looking in, talking to three people who lived through this transition from <laughs> the Power Rangers have cool robots that they run around into. They have cars. Yeah, so Was can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, yeah because... Yeah. This is what they I, had before I, Turbo. Yeah, It was a giant okay. star. It was yeah. just a giant red star. Look, <laughs> for this one, it doesn't make any sense because they, they set Diva Talks up to be, it's like, oh my goodness, like she's like terrible it's like we're all gonna die kind of thing like she's the, she's the great she's the greatest threat we've ever done and they went from being alien inspired to man-made cars yeah was it disappointing Didn't make any everyone? sense yes super okay. disappointing about on this viewing we, we we will we will get into this i have i have just, just give it to us, Mayor bro. I, 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 I understood it. the assignment, or misunderstood, okay? and took it in a whole different direction. Okay, so let's deep dive into Turbo Power Rangers movie. So, one of the first things that I noticed about this movie when I had it on VHS tape um, is there was something in the advertising for this that I never got to see. Um, 
This is where you guys need the the you guys need to have this the stream up so you can see my visual aids. Okay. Pull um, so um, I own this on VHS, and uh, there is an image on the back of the VHS case of Tommy and Catherine and a flamethrower. <laughs> uh, not in the movie at all. <laughs> Wait, but it made the DVD case. It made the VHS tape. Which I have the image of it on the VHS tape. What? What yeah. is wow. this? Why didn't we get this? This is so much cooler than what hold, we actually hold got. on. It gets better. Um, there's a whole bunch of subplots cut from this movie. This movie was originally like three hours long, and they had to cut a lot of the stuff from the script. Um, there's even a scene where, uh, at, when Tommy dives in to save Cat, he wrestles an alligator. <laughs> Which which was that. filmed. And a lot of this made it to the comic book. So I'm going to show you guys a lot of images from the comic book of things that were in an early draft of this movie that were either filmed or cut before they got to production, but made it to the con- comic book adaptation. Wow. Um, so stay... We're in for a ride, guys. I, um, I have it up here. This panel's yes. fantastic. Oh, it gets better. Um, oh, gosh. So... Another sequence that was cut was when they get to the volcano, they follow Justin in. There was a whole like Indiana Jones-esque sequence where the Rangers have to get through this temple and they're, they're all morphed up and they have to go through this temple and get through the, all these different traps. And they filmed it because there are production stills of this. Okay. Um, but the footage from this has never seen the light of day. All we have are these images to go off of. Just real quick, how how do how do these particular shots look better than the cinematography that's in the they, actual movie? I can they tell you know. why. I can tell you why. Uh, why? And I, I haven't found anything to back this up. But evidently, when they filmed this, they filmed it in four by three aspect ratio, which is the same aspect ratio you would get if you were watching this on the TV on Fox Kids in the nineties. So. What they did to put it on the big screen is blow it up and crop it. So every image that you see, you're only seeing part of. It's kind of like when they take a show like Friends and expand it for Netflix to be in HD. It's the opposite of that. So you're blowing it up and you're cutting off part of the image. My theory is part of the reason we 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 haven't a lot of these scenes got cut is when they did that, they were unusable. Because you look at something like this, you cut off part of that frame it's not going to look good so if they shot it in the, with the intention of it being four by three and then you try to make it 16 by nine it's not going to look great so that that's just my theory i cannot back that up um it but, makes sense though yeah yeah it's a good theory because if you look at the if you look at it the one that's up now alan just like you mm-hmm. said and you were to crop that you're losing a limb of one of the rangers yeah. Yeah, and I mean it's an action shot, so you can have them go across, but it's still, it's a like, if I were to make that sixteen by nine, like, actually here I can do it right now, the power of the of I can't technology. Wait. So yeah, sixteen by nine, and then you gotta you're gonna blow it up a little bit too, so you're gonna lose. Yeah, it's gonna look something more like that. Which, Maybe it doesn't look terrible, but I mean, I can. But you're also going to blow it up, and it, you're going to lose a lot of the detail there. So, 
is fair. Um, so yeah, that's that's part of what was cut. The movie wasn't always called Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. It was also called Turbo, a Power Rangers Adventure, but it started off <laughs> its life as Power Rangers Race to the Volcano, which Ew. is which they actually advertised, and uh, I have the image up here. Uh, coming to theaters March 1997 from Saban and Fox, 20th, 20th Century Fox. Um, wow. So the, that logo wow. looks terrible. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So I have some concept art from when the movie was still Race to the Volcano. So here is an early version of Diva Talks for you guys. Um, back when she was named... I forget what her name was. It was not, she wasn't always Diva Talks. It was, I have it here somewhere. Um, Dar, Darvia. Oh, what, um, I, I don't remember the, her, like the character's name, but there's a character in Mighty Morphin, at least this shot that you're showing. Scorpino. Now, like it. Scorpino. Scorpino. Did she looks Scorpino, like Scorpino yeah. from this Scorpino, side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Scorpino, just a little bit. Um, any thoughts on this look of Diva Talks? Would you like to see this more than the one that you guys already enjoyed? Or I mean, it's also clearly still for the dads. Definitely wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think I, I like her costume and the thing. I think a bit more than this. I think I just looked up Scorpina, and you're right; it almost looks like Scorpina. Yeah, and that's probably part of the reason they they cut this one. Uh, we also have an alternative look for Malakor. The uh, the, the volcano monster that she's trying to marry, which what a looks plot, a, man. which looks a lot more like a Power Rangers villain from the '90s than yeah. what we got instead of just a walking lava man. Uh, oh yes, please give me looks that. Looks very one. cool. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then everyone's favorite space wizard. Uh, forget Baby Yoda and all that. Before Baby Yoda, there was Larago. And this is the concept art for Larigo, <laughs> which they pretty much got spot on. Like it, yeah. if anything else, he looks more um, uh, Ewok cartoony in this one, in this in the yeah. concept art. So mm-hmm. mine's um, mine, mine's a little behind, so I, so I haven't seen it yet. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. There we go. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian loves it. Um, <laughs> so one of the one of. <laughs> One of the biggest complaints I have about this movie as an adult is they don't handle the Zeo powers very well. Uh, oh, in the, in the, explain uh, to me what that means. The Zeo powers <laughs> are the, so bef- between Mighty Morphin and Turbo, there was Power Rangers yeah. Zeo. So that's where they had the okay. shape, the shape star, the shapes. Okay, and all got of it. That. Uh, and you see Catherine try to morph into Zeo Ranger One Pink when she and goes that, into the water yes, ball. That's yeah. the only time they mention the Zeo powers. Uh, there was a whole subplot where the Zeo powers are destroyed and trying to rescue uh, who would, who turned out to be Jason and Kimberly um, or the, the uh, Adam and um, um, Tanya, their, their, their suits are damaged and they, they lose their powers. And then the tur- the remaining turbo power or Zeo powers are turned into the, turbo powers and there was a whole subplot that got cut when uh david yost who played billy left billy. the show because he was supposed to be part of this movie but he left because of uh billy. his treatment on the set he he quit the show 
and they had Ew, to. I hate they that. Had, yeah, it's a whole thing, and uh, <clears throat> I, I'd like to think that those issues have been addressed, and because he's returning for the 30th anniversary special. Um, oh, good. A yeah. bunch of them are. We'll talk about that then. Um, so the Zero suits were originally supposed to be in this this movie, and there was a whole sequence where Adam and Tanya go to rescue Kimberly and Jason that was cut. So there's like a whole underwater fight sequence where they get damaged by Divatox's monsters and all of that. Uh, that's That made the comic book, which we have uh, a graphic up here for. Is that what's on the screen? Yes, that's what's on the screen now. Uh, there was also more underwater sequences with the turbo suits, uh, and they got turbo aqua suits. And I had a picture of all of them together, but I didn't. it didn't make the transfer over. But here is the turbo red ranger aqua suit which looks honestly honestly i'm surprised that we didn't get more like underwater stuff with this because divatox is essentially an aquatic villain well and yeah it it, it just seems like it would go hand in hand a little bit more well i think they cut a lot of it because they lost the, the the race aspect to it was kind of trimmed down and if you look at the movie there's Two scenes where they're in there, like there's two sequences where they're in their turbo suits. It's when they get the powers, and it's the end sequence. The rest of it, they're not Power Rangers. They're just themselves. Like they're not in the suits that that much. That's fair. Yeah. Um, this is the Iron Man three of Power Ranger movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least there's multiple suits in the Iron Man three. Here you only get the ones. Um, and there were some other um, water stuff that got cut. Uh, mostly being um, Mandika. Mandika. Anyone want to guess what who Mandika was that got cut from this? No, I have no, no idea. Mandika was the mermaid who rescued Adam after his powers get damaged, <laughs> and they have to make the turbo suits, like the turbo powers. There was a mermaid who actually rescued and helped the Power Rangers along on their race. Uh, she's the one who helped Kim make it to the beach on the island. So when she wakes up, they, she was put there by a mermaid. Uh, they film they film sequences with this with this character and Ad, uh, Johnny Young Bosch has talked about this at conventions and talked about how they filmed this and there was this whole sequence with him that was cut. So this footage exists. There is a there was a mermaid in Turbo Way Power Rangers movie, and we were deprived of that. Uh, I mean, uh, especially after um, we brought her up earlier. Like she does the the opening narration for the Mighty Morphin movie. What's her Dulcia. name again? Dulcia. Dulcia. Like Dulcia, like putting her character almost feels kind of like a the mermaid of that movie to mm-hmm. where like. The way that you're describing her, it seems like it would be almost like an exact homage to that. And it just kind of seems like, wow, like what did yeah. we do mm-hmm. in cutting this? Uh, so I would like to start the uh, release the mermaid cut oh movement my gosh. right here, right now. I'd watch uh, it just to see. All right. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Are you doing anything to happen? Hashtag release the mermaid cut. Yep. Perfect. Um, We're starting something, guys. We're doing it. Hashtag Turbo Power Rangers. And then finally, <laughs> the last the last thing that we were kind of... Did you guys watch Into the Credits at all? Because there was a little bit after the movie. Nope, totally missed it. Okay. There, there's a little bit of a montage with where you have 
the Turbo Zord rescuing Bulk and Skull and Jason and Kimberly and Larigo and his family. So they're all brought into the Megazord and like Bulk and Skull are Bulk and Skull and like mess up with the controls. So they're they're like all going all over the place and there there's a moment there. And then and then and then sorry. And then there's another scene where they go to the, back to the command center with Larigo and there's a scene where Justin gets to hold the little baby and it's all weird. But the one thing that I noticed and it plays into my my theory that I talked about with Josh before on our tribute to Jason David Frank um, is Kimberly and Jason are a couple. Really? Yes. Because Wait. there's a... Go ahead. Okay. So Tommy and Kimberly were the, were the couple for the longest time. Then Kimberly, during Power Rangers Zeo, sends a Dear John letter to Tommy, which still hurts to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Girl. she never says who she who she she says there's somebody else doesn't say who. Um, oh, I remember that episode. Yeah, it it, <laughs> it scarred us all. Remembered. It yeah, scarred it us all. It did. Yeah, it really did scar us um, all. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then Jason comes back to town, talks about this mysterious girlfriend that he has, doesn't go in the details, and then Jason's in the last episode of Power Rangers Zio, and then all of a sudden he's not in the team anymore, and Turbo happens. And he's just out, and he's out in the out diving with Kimberly for no reason at all, <laughs> which is suspicious. But then their interactions when they're on the the Zord together, they're like holding hands and are very close, talking to Tommy. So there is a cut scene where the three of them are talking, and I swear, if there's footage out there that says that they're a couple, like I would, I'd be hard pressed to believe it if I did not see the gif that I saw of them kissing. And I there's don't, a gif of it? there's a gif of it. And I don't know if it's from a cut scene or if it's from a blooper or what, but there's footage that exists of this. And I couldn't pull a gif in for the show, but I'll make sure to find it and post it on our socials. But That's enough confirmation. I, you've sold me. I think there are yeah. a couple now. Well done. Yeah. Makes uh, sense. Yeah, I also think it's really interesting, too, that, like, they show up wearing the colors that they – they still color coordinate with the rest of the team yeah. because, like, Jason uh, was last seen as – they they called it the gold Zeo Ranger, but he was he was the black ranger. Like, there was there was more black than there was gold, so just call for what I mean, is. yeah, but he, he was the Mr. T of Power Rangers. Like, he had so much gold on. This is true. <laughs> This is true, but that was that was the I think that was the first Power Ranger I cosplayed as. Like I did a Halloween uh, cosplay. It was a Halloween. Yeah. That was my Halloween costume. I had that costume, and I'm mad that it's I don't have cool. like the belt anymore. Um, yeah, that that's a very cool Ranger. Like I love the Zeo Gold Ranger. Um, I actually think I have the the when I pulled out the the Zeo t- uh, toy that I had behind me that fell. I found that one, but it's like missing a leg and all of that. So, <laughs> um. But anything else we want to talk about with Turbo and Power Rangers movie? Got you. Um, I just have to say that, like, I hated the the point after, like, Jason and Kimberly, like, turn evil. And, like, she turns to Catherine. Uh, Kimberly turns to Catherine and says, pink is out while she wears pink. <laughs> I don't know. Just it bugged the f ever loving p out of me. So <laughs> I, I uh, that did that. That scene did not bug me at all. 
No. I have no problem with that scene at all. Um, look. Then that's all I will say. That is all I will say on the matter. Blink twice if Anna's in the room. Uh, We got a half blink. I think it was a half blink. There we go. (laughs) Um, um, No. No. Like, I I mean, I'll admit it. I, I grew up with a crush on Kim the Pink Ranger. Like, but watching this this time, I was like, oh, wow. Like, that scene in particular, I was like, okay. Like, go get it, girl. Like, um, yeah. Did it feel did it feel weird to you that the two of them were just kind of shoehorned into this movie? I hated it so much. Did, okay. Uh, even, like, as a, even as a kid, I was like, why are they here? Like, they just kind of need to let go of the past. I have an answer. And, and, and embrace it. I have the answer. Please. Please Contra- enlighten me. Contractual obligations. <laughs> oh. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Austin St. John wasn't in the first movie, but he was still contracted for a movie, so they had to bring him in. And Amy Jo Johnson was contracted for two films. So that's why they were in this. Yeah. All right, so so let me let me test your uh, knowledge and ask you this: okay. Why was there never any other movies after this? I I, would, I I don't know the official answer. I would assume because the franchise lost popularity, that it wasn't I, as sure. But like, <laughs> it's not not super long after this. What's it like? Two thousand one, two thousand two. Disney buys it. And I'm surprised, like, we never got any, like, movies under the Disney umbrella, even if it was straight to video. But uh, also, di- well, if you want to talk straight to video, there is a movie. There's the... Um... Is there? Yeah, give me a second. Well, wasn't there a newer of one? Of course, Alan has it. Of like, course. Yes. Look, of course look he has we, are, we are going to complete your experience, Devin, and we're going to come back. I'm inviting I... myself back to do that. No, you, you need to come version. back. You're, you're in it now. You need to come back. <laughs> Power, Power, Rangers Power Rangers in space, an all new feature length movie. It's the, it's they, so Fox kids, did, <laughs> Fox kids did that weird thing where they took several episodes of a TV show and put it on VHS as a movie. Sure. And they did that. They did that with this and I bought it. Um, but it's the psycho Rangers. Yeah. It's the psycho Rangers. So the evil Power Rangers saga from Power Rangers in space is on, is the third movie. Maybe. Uh, not a fit, not not an official movie. It's just episodes of the show, but they did at least market it as a movie. So, hmm. the, the yeah. same thing with Beetleborgs Metallics. <laughs> I love Beetleborgs. Beetleborgs and VR Troopers were uh, two other shows that I never missed. Oh boy, Ryan, do I have a uh, a treat for you then? Uh, oh, have no. Have any of you ever heard of Forever Red? No, it sounds yeah. familiar. So Forever Red is an episode of which which one which show is it Wild Force? I think it's Power Rangers Wild yeah. Force where they have yeah, every single every single Red Ranger come back. But that's not the that's not why I bring it up. Uh they bring every Ranger Red Ranger back to fight the the villains from Power Rangers Zia which were the these robot aliens that are digging up Lord Zed's Zord that is buried on the moon. But they didn't have those suits anymore. But you know what Saban did have? 
the Beatles Beetleborg suits. So the Beetle the green Beetleborg is one of the villains in Power Rangers Forever Red. <laughs> nice. That just that is that is excellent. But it it, it is me, worth checking out. I, I will. Definitely talking about Zords though. The one uh, one of the parts that I that I uh, rewinded to like make sure I didn't miss something because it just like really like stuff happened really quickly. Mm-hmm. The creation of the Turbo Zords in this was very anticlimactic. Yeah, and was yes. treated as like part of the story compared to how because I mean. As far as I can remember, or the way that my memory works, it was like every season they got new powers and they got new Zords almost. And again, it was, you know, toys, but still. Like, they made it a big deal in the storyline and they made it like a, you know, like, you know, like their powers had to change because they came across a new villain and Zordon needed to, like, up, you know, uh, he needed to upgrade their stuff or, you know, like uh, the, the Galaxy one which i think was one of the last episodes i ever saw was the first episode of like lost galaxy um Mm -hmm. in this it was just like them pushing buttons and like creating stuff in like a 3d printer like it was very (laughs) very anticlimactic and i think part of that is because they had to cut the billy stuff billy was supposed to be the responsible for create the creation of these zords and i think that's part of the reason the zords have such a human look to them like that's why they're based on cars like if you go, if you remember all the way back to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, they had a flying car. Don't know why, but they did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think it would make sense for them to eventually get into car shape. Yeah. Well, Zords. Because it was after this, they had the like rescue. The uh, they had the rescue once where it was like a police car and an ambulance and a mm-hmm. fire truck so like this wasn't the last time they actually used vehicles as zords yeah, yeah. i, I think know light, that the question... light, light speed rescue i think is what you're talking yeah. about and oh, and <laughs> and i know that one of the four of us was very upset about how they went from being like magical looking zords to just vehicles but <laughs> i was very mad furious in fact. um I was also a fan of Knight Rider as a kid, nah. watching the reruns of Knight Rider. Wonderful. And they tried to reboot the Knight Rider series in the 90s, but with mm-hmm. a group of people. So it was a bunch of different cars. It was like a Jeep Wrangler and a pickup truck and all this other stuff. And so when they show the Zords driving through the desert, I remember now as a kid, I liked it because because it reminded me of that show that I was watching with my dad. That was mm-hmm. the like the reboot of the Knight Rider series. Um, but I don't know. I always thought it was interesting th- that the Zords changed. So to me, it was just okay. Well, this is what they're going to look like here for a little bit. I just yeah. I think I, I love the original designs. I think the original designs are so cool. Like even the saber tooth like, and oh, even yeah. as like a thirty two not a dinosaur. Show me any one of those things, and I will get so pumped. Like even now, even that helmet you have behind you, Alan. Like that's enough. Like I love the original designs. I think they're just wonderful. Well, mine are the the original the the. Uh, the helmet that Alan has. And yeah. then the one right after that one, I believe, was the... Oh, crap. What were they called? It was 
it was the next change that they did with the, the like samurai looking Zord. The Thunder Zords, yeah. From okay. from from the one season of Super Sentai, they did not fully translate. So the reason the reason they had the look that Devin loved so much for so yeah. long, instead of changing, they changed Zords, but they didn't change looks, is because that look is so iconic. They did it. They were able to adapt as much of Super Sentai into with those with those suits as they could before it got to the point where like okay we it it's more cost effective for us to change their costumes and adapt that like, use more of the footage from the Japanese show than it would for us to keep using the same look over and over sure. um yeah cuz yeah cuz i remember with using the footage, I remember my mom told me, she was like, oh, you know that this is a show in Japan too, right? And I'm like, oh, no, it's not. You know, being a little kid watching the show thinking I know more about it than my mom oh, does. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, it's like, oh, no, it's not. And then I remember watching and then I watched an episode and they were showing like the street fighting with the Power Rangers all like powered up and all of, all of, all of the street signs were in Japanese. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Dang it. Um, so hold on, Alan. You mentioned there was a hidden bad guy in this uh, that you would bring up later. Oh, it was Evil Kimberly. Evil Kimberly. Oh, oh, it was that one. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it. you were trying to bring up Taka from the Ninja Turtles when they fought him on the boat. I those tried. were that the was... worst i forgot about like how badly those things were designed and oh then, yeah and, and then of course the the uh um the the gag with the the green ranger using its head as like a one of those like medicine bag or sandbag things at like a at like a gym and like yeah. his hands all like goopy like it was just uh, it's horrible it's weird. i mean i can understand why josh walked out of it as a child I get it. <laughs> I, I feel for you, man. Um, just... Anything else for Turbo Power Rangers movie before we wrap this up? That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. Oh, one a statement. Not a okay. talking, mm-hmm. just a statement. Really weird out of all of this. They're, they're, they're on like a, a wooden sailboat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. weird. It, okay, it just felt like it. they wanted to put anything ghost they in the movie. Like, some kids that, will like boats. Some will like cars. There's something for everyone. That takes their car movie. keys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that takes their car keys. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I told Ryan this before you guys got on the call. Um, getting the images into the computer for the show tonight, I felt a little bit like I was shifting in the turbo because I couldn't get the USB drive into the port right. It's like, uh, almost uh, there. I almost got it. Um, oh, all right. I think that does it for our conversation on Power Rangers Turbo. Um, Jason David Frank will be missed. I think his perform. This movie may not be the best, but it, it it is a fun ride, and I think he. Not only just him, but everyone in here gave it their all, and I, I think he did so much to, for his, not only just, the fandom, but just the community in general. We talked about this on the. Um, Power Ranger in the in our tribute we did over on the Victims and Villains YouTube channel, uh, he was a very big supporter of small businesses during COVID and would go to different uh, comic book shops and just host events where he would bring people in to the stories to help support the businesses, support himself, but also the, just to help those businesses. There were many businesses that 
probably wouldn't be open today if it wasn't for the Ranger Rescue program that he was running. And um, outside of the acting, he did a lot with martial arts and had his own schools. Um, and it, his loss is a, is a is a is a is a great one. It's a great loss, and yeah. um, he will be missed. Um, on that note, uh, again, I can't stress this enough. If you are ever feeling thoughts of suicide or just depressed, please reach out for help. Uh, call 988. Reach out to someone for help, a friend, family. Uh, one of the, one of the, actors who played a young version of the Red Ranger in Mighty Morphin at one point was like, reach out to an old friend today. Hell, reach out to an old enemy. Just know that you're not alone. Um, and one of the places you can reach out is or find the where, where to reach out is victims and villains. And again, if you can, please donate on this Giving Tuesday. Um, to help uh, help victims promote mental health and suicide prevention through pop culture at conventions, film festivals, and just in general with podcasting and movie reviews and all of that fun stuff. Josh, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Yeah, absolutely. If uh, I, cause I, I know that we live in a age where phone calls are scary um, if you are struggling, there is a text line as well. It's seven four one seven four one, or um, I believe it's uh, I don't remember the exact website, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna butcher it. But there are a ton of resources at Victims and Villains, um, and a ton of great conversations that we have as well. So uh, whether you're a fan of horror, anime, uh, or Marvel, we have a little bit of everything for you, but mostly we just do it because we want yeah. you to know that you're not alone and that you have value. And I, and I know this is a rough time of the year. And I talk about that in a review that is coming to victims and villains later this week. Um, this time of year is rough for a lot of people. And if if you're struggling this time of year, you're, you're not alone. A lot of people are, and it's, it's very easy to feel alone, especially with all of the, the holiday festivities going on. Now that that's pretty much in full swing and people left their bone, their turkey bones out for Mariah Carey, uh, <laughs> but you're you're not you are not alone. Um, yeah, that's all I've. Uh, in the words of Forrest Gump, that's all I have to say about that. Um, Devin, Ryan, anything you want to add before we sign off? No, just never be afraid to reach out. I know it takes a lot sometimes, but you know. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. I it... can't say it better. <laughs> uh, Ryan, I know we had to discuss what your pick for next week was going to be, but I messed up the timelines, and you don't have to do that thing if you don't want to. So do you know what you want to make us watch next week? I... I'm coinciding my words with finger taps, so just give me one second to get to my list. <laughs> Movies... A little peek behind the curtain. We were supposed to do Willow tonight, but we shifted shifted that around because I figured this was a more important conversation than uh, Warwick mm-hmm. Davis and Val Kilmer. Um, but oh, true. Um, 
so I'm going to go completely out of uh, left field here with this one. Makes no sense with anything or okay. a theme, but I think it's about time. And granted, this is the first pick. It may change before next week. It all depends on accessibility. Okay. Um, Devin, it's about time you've seen the movie Money Pit. Oh, fun. Okay. So I'm on board. The, Great. The money, the money Pit with Tom Hanks. Yes. Fun fact, I've never seen that either. Oh, cool. Okay. I I may have seen bits and pieces of it, but I've never seen the whole thing. So, okay, so yeah. the, I've never the, even heard of this movie. Okay, <laughs> so The Money Pit is my all-time go-to movie for Tom Hanks. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. I'm excited to yep. hear this. Um, wow. Yeah. All right, Josh, where can people find you in Victims and Villains? I, uh, you guys can follow me. I am most active on Letterbox at Captain Nostalgia. Follow me on TikTok at Gent Ghostface, G-E-N-T. And you guys can follow Victims and Villains. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and wherever you guys get your podcasts, along with our other shows like uh, Abyss Gazing, a horror podcast, and Animind, an anime podcast. And potentially coming soon, a Marvel-themed podcast hosted by yours truly. Oh, wow. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> may or may not happen. <laughs> um, you can find You Have to Watch This Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also check out all the other Rum Runners podcasts on rum, rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com. Until next time for You Have to Watch This Podcast, I want to thank Captain Nostalgia himself for joining us and paying tribute hey. to to the late Jason David Frank. And once again, Giving Tuesday, please donate if you can to Victims and Villains. For you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And that is us shifting in the turbo. We will see you next week.